Welcome to the Grow Wealth Experience, where top business leaders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world help empower you to build your best financial life. Now here's your host, Aisha Turgut. Welcome back to the Grow Wealth Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to discuss probate real estate investing. We're going to explore what this is, and you're going to learn about the ABCs of how to go about doing one of these types of deals. Now, probate real estate investing is one of the many different ways you can go about investing into real estate. So if you're new and thinking about starting, I would encourage you to learn about as many strategies as you can. So when it comes to picking your niche, you can make the best informed decision for yourself. And even beyond that, say you've picked your niche and you're just starting and have done one or two deals. Once you master that niche, it's good you have more than one strategy underneath your belt because this is what's going to give you multiple income streams, both short-term and long-term, and it's going to diversify you and spread out your risk. Now, on the show, if you look at the episodes that we've done, I've covered a lot on different real estate strategies. So I encourage you to go back and listen to them. And if you're not following, click and follow us so you can stay up to date with other episodes that I will do on real estate investing, plus other asset classes that I also do episodes on, that's going to help you grow your wealth and build your best financial life. Now, today we have another master in the house, real estate master and probate expert who's a California native. His name is Bill Gross. And Bill has lived in Santa Monica. He's raised in Orange County, California. And has lived in several different cities, with the last 20 being in the west side of Los Angeles. Bill has been in real estate for over 30 years, and he's closed thousands of transactions. And with that kind of experience, I'm sure he knows everything and anything. He spends all his time getting back and helping all his clients. And one of the things he's working on today is he's hosting the largest probate real estate live stream probate weekly on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So he's here to talk to you about everything you need to know about the essentials of probate real estate investing. Now on to the show. Hi, Bill. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you today? Fantastic. Great day. It's a great day to be in real estate again. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. So <laughs> let's start off with you, like I always do with my guests. How did you get into real estate and why is it so important for you to give back to your clients? So, well, thanks for having me. How did I get into real estate? You know, there's, there's a long story behind it. Um, the shorter version is that my father was a successful attorney and I had a chance to meet with a lot of his most successful clients. And the thing that I noticed in all of them is that they made their income in various businesses, but they built their wealth in real estate. Um, you know, he might've been an attorney, but they invested in property or 
he was a manufacturer of semiconductors, but he owned the commercial property the building was on. That was most of his wealth. And so I realized uh, I looked for the opportunity to, um, to learn about real estate. And my brother was in the mortgage business. And so he kind of tricked me into starting as a, as a partner with him on that. So that's where I started. Um, and in sales, I think it's really important to work. The most important product and service is you. Um, you know, when you're in sales or you're a small business person, it's important to have a good product and a service and deliver that. But at the end of the day, for the most part, people are buying you as a person, particularly in service businesses. So I always invested in my you know, reading and watching and learning and being coached by great people. One of my first coaches was Zig Ziglar. Oh. He taught me that you can have anything. You know him. <laughs> well, I actually went to Dallas and learned with him, uh, did train the trainer with him live uh, for a week in Dallas. And I saw him walk the walk. I saw him the way he, he treated his wife and his family and his staff. And, and one of his one things that he uh, ingrained in me is you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And so too often, I think when people get into real estate or sales, they're looking, how can I get out of this? How can I get out of this group? How can I get a lead out of this person? And the truth is, you should look for opportunities to create value for them and thereby becoming invaluable, and then you can do business. And so that's why I do the podcasts and the live streams and things I do is I, I know that if I nourish my tribe and my population of friends and family, that business will come back to me. Excellent. Spoken like a true entrepreneur. Thanks. <laughs> so let's dive into probate. What is probate? A lot of our listeners may have not even heard of that word. <laughs> Can you define that for us? Yeah. So when somebody passes, um, probate is the process that states use to transfer title from the deceased to whoever the heirs are. And um, uh, so sometimes that process is done automatically. Um, sometimes that process requires um, certain procedures and sometimes it requires a whole drawn out legal procedure. So kind of the nature of probate is just the transfer of assets from somebody who's deceased to, some, to the heirs who uh, receive it. In real estate, sometimes the deeds we have automatically transfer. So husband and wife buy property together. They take title as husband and wife. Um, as community property or as joint tenants, husband passes, it goes to wife. Or if wife passes, it goes to husband automatically. Or two people buy a property, joint tenants, automatically goes from one to the other. But other types of title um, don't. You know, tenants in common, two people buy one, a property together, but they're tenants in common. If one passes, the, the uh, value of that property, that estate, goes to that person's heirs, whoever they may be. Could be their kids, could be their spouse, could be whoever they, they designate. If you have a will, and this is a bit, the number one misconception, is people think, well, I have a will, I don't need to go to probate. Let me back up a little bit. So in, in, if you don't have a plan for how things transfer when you pass, the state has one for you. And it looks a lot like the Department of Motor Vehicles. It's just not as consumer friendly as the DMV. So, and I say that as a bit of a joke, but um, if you don't have a plan, the state of California, for example, has a, a process with lots of fees and attorneys and costs and to run out time to make sure they get their tax money and make sure creditors get paid. And maybe if there's some crumbs left over, they'll go to your heirs. Popular misconception is you avoid probate with a will. That's absolutely not true in California and in most states. In most states, uh, if you have a will, the will is probated in court. The court authenticates the will and effectuates the will's direction 
but that is done through probate. You can avoid probate, however, in most cases with a proper estate plan, usually including a living trust. So I really encourage people who own real estate at a minimum to set up a proper estate plan, and usually at a minimum that includes a living trust, and either find a, you know, if you have a complicated matter, find a proper attorney. If it's, if you're single or just maybe husband, wife, it's a simpler trust. You can go online, trustawill.com is a cheap way to do that. But so probate is the transfer of assets from deceased people to their heirs. Okay. And it's unfortunate. So many people lack plans. Yes. So you probably have a lot of homes in probate. Well, failing to plan is planning, it's planning to fail. And, um, there are lots of probates every month in LA County. There's over 500 that are filed. Um, now, there are cases where you can plan and there's still litigation, right? You have the world's best trust, but sometimes just siblings are going to fight and they'll hire attorneys. And when there's a lot of money, there's almost always some sort of a fight. But you can limit it and you can probably improve the odds uh, tremendously by having a plan. Um, and so I definitely encourage people, a lot of my lead generation activity is encouraging people who have property and they own it in their name to get a proper plan set up and transfer the property. That's the other part is people set up plans, but then they don't finalize it by taking the property and putting it into the trust. And so that's like buying a safe and you come home with a fancy safe and you polish it and make it clean and you put it in your closet, but you don't put your gold and your cash and your valuables in the safe. Well, then the safe doesn't do any good. So with a trust, you have to deed your assets into the trust for the trust to be effective. Correct. Now, from the perspective of a real estate investor, why would it be so appealing as a niche for someone? What are the advantages of probate for an investor? So I think that I, I would approach it two ways. I would approach it as the incidental um, occurrence, and I would approach it as the full-time real estate investor. So if, if you're a regular real estate investor, I think that Oftentimes, people bring up the term probate, and it scares people away, and that's a mistake. Um, I think that people oftentimes think that the easiest path is the best. It's probably not. Normally, it's if you can work through the problems, that's where the extra yield is. That's where the extra benefit is. And so I'd say that if you come across an investment, but there's probate involved, find somebody can help you understand what the risks are and deal with them appropriately or what work has to be done to clear it. Because I have wholesalers and investors who bring me property. This is what I do. And they'll say, hey, we found this property, we want to do this deal, everybody's on board. But it turns out that the guy we're talking to only owns half of it. You know, his grandfather passed away and that was never probated, needs to be done. And an attorney might cost on a million-dollar property $23,000 plus fees. Average probate could take a year to sell the property. In fact, an average in LA is probably two years. So I'm an expert in this area. Sometimes I can save you and the legal fees can be $1,700 instead. And instead of saying it to just any probate, I can send it to an expert who can clear the title and be ready for sale maybe in 45 or 60 days. So that's the incidental investor. If you come across a property and there's a title problem that involves somebody who died and there's, a, there's some sort of cloud in the, on the title, that's where I can help or you can find somebody as a probate expert to help you to clear out what that is. For a regular full-time investor, I think you have to pick a niche to, to lead generate in. I think the the... Every great real estate investor I've ever met who is a full-time investor, and I'm not talking about somebody who has a business and happens to invest in real estate like me, but they're people who are full-time real estate investors. That's their business. They Correct. flip properties or they do burrs or they do storage properties. They look at 100 deals and they buy one a month or something like that. So um, you have to have a, a 
process to generate leads? What's it going to be? And so um, one could be calling on probate filings to see if those are properties that, that you can represent either to make purchases on as a cash offer or my case to list. What other ways can we get probate leads? Well, it depends where you are. So in LA County, for example, because we have, um, you know, we're, we're the largest probate court in America, um, some properties need court approval and sometimes they're sold cheaper than the market and an investor can offer to pay a little bit more than the prior buyer and get the property. So oftentimes in the MLS, you'll look at property for sale and, and it looks like a good price, but you're going to be bid up. Here's a case where you know what the sales price is. Unless somebody else comes in and overbids or, or somebody else wants to auction, um, it's a, a little less competition. So I say buying properties that need court confirmation or another opportunity that some investors had done well with over the years. Seems like they would probate has less competition than finding a deal, another type of deal, because of the lengthy process involved. Is that correct? Yeah, that yeah I think advantages? there Yeah, I say that there's certain buyers who or agents who, when they see the probate, just avoid it. And so there's a little less competition. And I think that you, know, you want to look for that, number one. Number two, most probate properties, somebody died and the person who is inheriting it doesn't want to live there, right? They already lived someplace before the person died. Um, you know, so for example, my aunt just passed away. She lives in Florida. I live in California. I'm not going to, I'd like to move to Florida, but that's a different story. But I'm not moving to Florida. I'm married. My wife doesn't want to move there yet. So absent of divorce, I'm not moving to Florida. So I don't inherit her property. She has daughters. But if I did inherit the property, I'd have to sell it. So part of the reason why people um, uh, market to probates is because for the most part, they're motivated to sell the property. Usually there's a combination of they're not living in it, so they don't want to live there, or, or you know, geographic is not desirable, or the condition of the property. Generally, as people age, they stop maintaining it. It starts to get run down. And so they just soon sell it, take the cash, and do something else with it. So one reason why it's attractive to investors is for the most part, those properties are being sold. And I find there is investors who maybe hit several niches, distressed properties, probate properties, vacant properties, out-of-state owners. It's one of those niches where you can combine it in that package. Some investors look for a combination, like they look for probate where the petitioner is also out-of-state or distressed and probate. Correct. And so I know investors who are full-time who look for those two or three layers of, of data, and that's what they're attacking. Now, say we're going to focus on probate and we go to the court and we win a bid. Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through a simple process of what that would happens after they get the bid? Are the courts involved? Is there a real estate agent involved? How does that work? So it varies by every state. Um, in California, technically, the property is not bought through the MLS. It's bought from the court. You know, you're buying it through the court, even though it might be listed by an agent. And I might be an agent. Um, our, our contract is the court document. And so um, uh, in California, what happens is a buyer agrees to buy a property. And just like a normal deal, they, they waive their contingencies and they have a deposit at risk. They go to the court and say, hey, we're willing to buy this property for this price. Let's say $500,000. Certain probate properties require court approval. You can find those properties. You offer to overbid that price by 5% plus $500. So for example, if somebody's buying a property for $500,000, you can offer $525,500. Certain conditions apply. But if you do and they don't raise their price, then you just bought it. And the, the process in California is that you have 10 days to close from the date of receipt 
of an original order signed by the judge. You say, what's the big deal there? In some counties, the judge will sign the order the day of the sale. They'll literally pull up the form, the judge will hand it back and sign it. In LA County, they don't do it that way. You have to create the order form, send it to the judge. Oftentimes it's done incorrectly because they're very particular on those forms. And so in my experience, it might be 30 or 45 days before the judge signs it. So I tell my investors, you probably have 30 days um, to close the deal. But, but be ready to close it quickly as 10. So it just depends on, on the particular situation. Who the attorney is, for example, who the judge is. So those are things where, again, I know the court, and I urge agents who want to do this or investors is, is find, try to learn on the inside who the players are so that you know, uh, is the seller anxious to close? If you overbid the property, are they going to force you to close in 10 days? Or are they okay waiting 30 days if you need financing, things like that? Now, you mentioned an attorney. Must we always have a probate attorney, or is that an option? Um, you don't have to have an attorney if you're buying the property. If they're selling the property, somebody has to um, manage the probate process, the paperwork, and so on. And I say most of the time there's an attorney representing the estate when they sell the property, but it could be an individual person. And in those cases, again, uh, they may not know the process as well, and so their order form won't be done on time and it won't be done as quickly. So, so when I see there's no attorney involved, I know I can tell my buyer, hey, you're going to have 30 or 45 days to get this escrow closed if you want to wait a little bit because the, the, there is no attorney there or know what they're doing. Now, you mentioned you may have 10 days to close. That's a mm-hmm. short due diligence process. Well, there is no due diligence. When you buy, when you overbid a court, you've done your due diligence before the court date. You have. Okay. Yeah, you have to. There's opportunity to do that. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And so that's where you know each, each property is different. Sometimes they allow showings. It's so funny. We, we bought a property this year. I, I represent a client where it was listed for like nine fifty. dollars It was going to court for overbid at nine fifty, And it was easily worth $1.3 million. Um, but the listing agent didn't disclose of the three. It was a three-unit property in a great area. Didn't disclose that one was vacant and could be shown at any time. Didn't disclose that the other two were heirs because if, the, if those are tenants, hard to get them out. But if they're heirs... When they sell a property, they're getting paid. They're going to have to move out. Or if they don't move out, you can sue them, and you know where their money is. Their money is in the probate um, inheritance. So had the had, But I discovered that by doing my research. And as a result, my buyer bought the property. Now, there was another buyer. We, we got a bidding war, and I think it went for $1.215. But it was easily worth $1.35 million, knowing what we knew at the time that we closed. Now, we saw one unit. Couldn't get inside the other two, but... We had my buyer had enough sense of what she'd have to do to restore the property, and her plan was to really redo it a lot anyhow because it was a historical property in a great area. So again, sometimes you 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 can't do any due diligence, and you have to kind of guess based on the condition on the outside. Sometimes you get a chance to see it on the inside. Each one's a little different, so it's a wild world. Probates really um, can be you know uh, each each one's different, and you really want to work with somebody who's an expert to to buy those. Correct, because if you don't do your due diligence, there might be more damage in there than what the house is worth. You can end up making a a slim profit. Worse than damage in LA would be a tenant that's a problem. And so if you don't know all the details of who the tenant is, um, and and you you don't understand that in LA, the tenant basically can own that unit, I don't want to say forever, but for years, for years. So you have to you have to know those situations and who who is the tenant, what the motivation is, and what the circumstances are. Um, you know, do they have kids? Though on the flip side, I had a case where we we um, 
bought property because the tenant had like five people living in the house, which was illegal. And so all we had to do was enforce the health code. Well, they couldn't, you know, they, they were allowed to have two people in the, in the property. As a result, they had to move. So um, it, again, it, it, you have to really know what you're doing with this. This is a area that I think requires um, sophisticated experts to help you. Wonderful. Like yourself. I hope. Now, yeah. I'm glad to help. Now let's talk about financing. So you're an investor, you want to buy, does, do banks finance probate property or do you need a hard money lender cash? What's the best way to finance a probate property? So most probate properties can be bought like any other property through a normal escrow period with normal financing. Okay. The minority of them that require court confirmation usually have a shortened timeline and you can't use a regular deed of trust. You can use hard money financing. Though There are hard money lenders that will look at a property. I did one. It was a condo. It was a great deal. Um, I'll tell you a cute story. So I, I, um, I research all the properties being sold to court. And one of the requirements is that it has to be listed for sale and it has to be advertised. So I noticed this one was, there was a listing agreement, but it wasn't in the MLS. It wasn't being advertised. So I called the listing agent and he was all nervous. and said, well, you can call the attorney if you want, which I love. You know, calling the attorney is like being invited to the sorority house. That's where you want to be. So I called the attorney and he says to me, the property inside is so messed up that we're not allowed to put it in the MLS. And I said, well, that's just not true. I mean, I probably have two listings worse than yours. It's not that bad. It can't be that bad. And he did allow me to look at it. So we went and inspected the property. And the truth was that it was just trashed up. The, the people when they moved out just emptied their drawers and then took everything and threw it all over the place and broke everything, broke the windows, broke the glass, broke the, you know, they just trashed the, the property. But it, it, I've been in properties where they poured cement down the pipes. I've been in a property where they had feces all over the place. I've been in houses where they had animals. It wasn't that at all. It was really, they just, as they moved out, they threw everything around. They broke some things. So for me, all, and it was a condo. Condos are easy to comp because you have a, you have a whole complex. So all I had to do was trash out the place. And I sent Molly maids in so that it smelled nice. I took pictures and I put it back in the market. And I want to say I bought it for like four seventy, and we sold it for six twenty within like thirty days. That's so good. yeah, so so sometimes now I bought it with a hard money lender, but it was a regular transaction. I mean, I'm sorry, it was a court approval transaction. But the the lender looked at the deal and said, "Well, this deal is easily worth." I think we were thinking five fifty. So he was willing to lend me the full amount, one hundred percent financing. I, I put a little down to get better terms, but you know, they would lend one hundred percent because they could see the money was good. So a hard money lender, you know, if you work with them. Um, and you have experience, they'll, you know, they'll finance these deals. They're glad to do them. Okay, good. Now, with your 30 years of experience, for someone just starting off, what mm. bits of advice would you give them? You know, in, in any relationship, I, I got some advice when I was married. I, I can't say I follow it, but I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, he said the key to marriage is not finding the right partner, it's being the right partner. And I think that's true about business overall that it's not about finding the right deal. It's about being the right value to the, the, the marketplace. So I would say it's really important to pick an area that you can learn and your knowledge starts to accumulate. So take a narrow geography. I get investors who call me all the time and say, you know, I hear you do probate. I'm an investor. I'd like to buy from you. I say, oh, great. Well, what do you buy? I'll buy anywhere I can make money on. Well, if you buy anything, it means you're going to buy nothing because you you're, don't know anything about an area. You're not going to... You're not going to um, understand value when you see it. Um, 
And um, the margin you're going to look for is so great, you're never going to be able to execute a deal. You need to be able to find a, a product type, whether it be a house or multifamily or land or whatever it is you like to work with. And I think a very narrow geography and master it. So when you see something, you can establish the value of that property versus the marketplace and then recognize a good value when you see it. And so the mistake I mean, I see people who go to you know the same you know um, real estate investment club uh, every week and they get a new idea. Oh, storage units. Oh, you know um, uh, motorhomes. Oh, you know multifamily. Oh, this. Oh, I want to do Burr. It sounds great to do Burr. I'm going to buy properties and just refinance them and get rich. All that sounds great. Any of them are good. Any one of those you can make a fortune. Just pick one uh, and be the master of that one. Uh, and that's what I did with probate, and I did that three and a half years ago, and and um, it's changed my entire business and per, and personal financial life. Um, so I say the biggest the, the challenge would be, or I'd say the objective would be, find one area that you that really sings to you, that really resonates, that you can be an expert in, and and I think most of them, you can spend you know thirty to ninety days, and if you track every single so I tell like new real estate agents, pick a neighborhood of maybe five hundred to thousand homes. We know that um, about 50% will turn over every year. So if you're 1,000 homes, that's 150. And all you really need is a couple of percentage points of that to make a living. But track every single active sale, every single under contract, every single sold. See everyone. Try to get in if you can. At least drive them all. Take pictures of them all. Master that niche that you were in. And that way when anything's coming on the market or anybody's looking to buy there, you should know it better than anybody. That's how you generate business. Right. Excellent advice. And let this be our last question because we're almost out of time. But you're working on your probate weekly right now. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I think it's the largest uh, probate real estate um, Zoom in, in the country. We get about 100 people a week. Um, uh, it, it's really meant for me. I mean, I, I needed it to learn. Uh, and the easiest way to learn, if you don't find the class you like, is just create it. So um, I invite um, attorneys. I invite vendors. Uh, I invite you know, uh, top probate-focused investors and realtors as guests. And I interview them for about half hour, 40 minutes. And I, and I try to make it interactive. That's why it's a Zoom call, so people can ask questions. Um, last night I blew it. I had a great attorney on, and I enjoyed it so much that we just went on a little too late and we didn't get a chance to answer all the questions. But I try to make it interactive because I, th- I find it more engaging and, and I want people to feel part of a community. So I have a Facebook group, Probate Experts, and then I have the um, Probate Weekly live stream, which is free every Thursday, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then it's live streamed on and recorded on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Bill Gross EXP. And so you can see the playlist there of all the past episodes and other content that I put on. Fantastic. And is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Well, I, I would say two things. Number one, I would say I think this is the greatest opportunity to make great income and build wealth of any time in my career. And I, I say that because I think, and I've said that for a while, because I think the, there's, we have more tools and technology than ever to leverage our time, to talk Correct. to more people. Um, I think that right now there's such uncertainty such fear, such lack of clarity that if you can find a little piece of the world that you're clear on, people crave that clarity and that confidence. So I, there's a lot of things in life I don't know a lot about. 
But I know probate real estate in Illinois County like nobody. And I'm confident that if you, have, if you have a property you want to buy there, I can give you good advice. If you have a property you want to sell there, I can give you good advice. Or if you need probate advice, I can help you. And that's powerful. And that's where my confidence comes from is, is knowing that niche. So I would say to anybody, this is the greatest opportunity ever. There's more money floating around than ever before. There's more people with money looking to invest than ever. There's more loans available than ever. There's never been a chance to make this kind of money. So I would say that you want to change your life, but you have to change your habits and your activities. This is the greatest opportunity ever in my experience to do it. Absolutely. Wonderful. Bill, thank you so much for your time. It provided so much value. We all enjoyed it. Thank you so much. So thank you so much. It was great seeing you again, as always. And if I can ever help, please reach out to me or anybody in the, on this uh, uh, video. If you see me and have questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm glad to help anybody I can. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time. And don't forget, like and subscribe to the channel.